Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a -a one-of-a-kind. I'm telling you. This is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff. And Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs and Proton Pack parts he's getting into ninja turtles weapons coming later this year he's got amazing prop displays custom displays for your prop replicas these things are huge it's hard sometimes you don't know even how to put it on a shelf mike at carnivorous creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be so check out carnivoruscreations.com that's carnivorous with a k you can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them yes, have some podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Some Podcast. Happy New Year. It's the first episode of 2020. We are going to kick it off with the top 10 movies of the decade selected by all three of us. So it's going to probably be the top 30 movies. Top, there's going to be crossover. Of the decade. Okay. I'm very excited. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to welcome everybody to the new year by bragging about things that I've bought. But I'm not going to start yet. Uh, Abigail Gardner, how are you doing? Uh, I'm great. Thank you for asking. Um, Really great, actually. I was uh, super sick for the last couple weeks. And um, yeah, it's good to be back in the world and to like uh, do our podcast. There you go. Yeah. Welcome back to the world. Thank you, world. Oh, yeah. Jake, how are you, man? I'm annoyed. All right. Talk to me. Uh, I I was supposed to, um, uh, for my... For my, uh, you know, like day job, I was supposed to go to a convention tomorrow and I would be there through the week, uh, through the weekend. And I had appointments lined up and everything. And, um, the convention, uh, I don't know, whoever runs it, like contacted us today and they're like, Oh, Hey, we had to cancel it. So like an entire tattoo convention got canceled the day before every, like it's chaos. Everybody's kind of freaking out about it and it just ruins the whole weekend. It ruins the, it, you know, it just sucks. It just it, all the appointments are going to have to be figured out. It just you know, it's annoying. I'm sorry, bud. 
What does that have to do with the rise of Skywalker? I thought that's what we were talking about here. I was going to say, so this episode, we're raising money for Jake. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to send something, like uh, a toy. I do, I, Jake, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. I uh, I hate that that happens. I hate it that it happens. Um, it is there any sucks. part of you that's like relieved because you like getting out of things? Because that's no. how I... Not, not I even, that's like, just me. Well, I, I do like getting out of things, sure. But also... Uh, for tattoo conventions, I make way more money than I do. Like, yeah, we yeah. we it's like we work setup. conventions in a different way. It's a, yeah, it is a really good setup. And um, usually at conventions, I get paid pretty well. And I had um, I had appointments for every day. Yeah. And now I'm just gonna. And now I'm just not gonna work for, you know, until Monday, basically, probably. So it sucks. Jake, you know what? Yeah. You should retire from uh, tattooing. I? You shouldn't do it anymore. Hey. You, I would if I could. <laughs> if we, if someone would give us enough money, yeah. I'll quit tattooing. Yeah, definitely. We will all quit favorite. our day jobs. I'll yeah. stop it. Yeah. It's all good. Well, I'm yeah. sorry that that Keep happened. Keep winning those awards, Jake. Um, you know. And any convention getting canceled sucks. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it is. It's like I felt like I was getting ready to come home and pack. And I was like, ooh, ooh I need to go ooh. somewhere. Now yeah. I don't. You know. Um, over the last couple weeks, we have celebrated holidays. We have celebrated the end of the Skywalker saga. And uh, programming note, we are going to do uh, kind of a full rundown of uh, of the Star Wars saga, the nine movies, kind of let our opinions breathe a little bit. I know we did our reaction video. We're going to do another full-fledged review of the sequel trilogy as a, you know, as a three movie set and kind of take a look back at all of them. And, uh, Jake, when, when we last checked on rise of Skywalker stuff, you were really sad. You, you had, you had talked about going to the Walmart parking lot and crying and not being able to control yourself. And I didn't say that. I thought that's what you, you said. Never filmed, happened. You filmed yourself I and thought, then you no, sent it to us and you asked us to delete it. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah, you did. We had to delete evidence. <laughs> You're like, oh, I just watched that. Um, but, <laughs> but you haven't seen it again. But how, how are you feeling about Star Wars right now, now that you've had a couple weeks? Uh, I mean, I feel better about it, I think. And I still, uh, I, I tried to, I wanted to go see it again this past weekend and just wasn't able to make it happen. Um, but I, I definitely, like a lot of that sadness has gone away and it just feels, it feels a little more calming and it kind of feels like, okay, it's all over and, and, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the end result. So it feels pretty good. I think, um, it, it's annoying. I, I'm annoyed a lot, aren't I? Am I annoyed all I'll the time? I'll give you that. All the time? I think I might people, be. People like you because you're cranky. I, so I just noticed it. that I'm an, I just I've we've been recording for 10 minutes and I've said I'm annoyed twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't even talk about the mayonnaise on your uh, impossible burger. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't annoyed about that because I knew that was going to happen. I was I I, I had accepted that before. <laughs> that was the mayonnaise um, on the impossible burger moment for Jake. <laughs> <laughs> just that last little thing. The only thing, the only thing that's got me feeling weird about Star Wars currently is all this stupid JJ cut talk bullshit. Like it's just stupid, and I don't give a fuck because the movie's out, and uh, I just don't care about that stuff. Yeah, it also stresses me out that John Urquhart doesn't like Star Wars that much, and mm. you know that that's got that, that's always in the back of my mind. And- <laughs> That's always Let's in the get him on mind. the phone. Let's just call all the time, him. I'm just like, John, what, what does John think, think of this then? He's going to come around at he's, some point. He's seen it, right? He hasn't seen the new one. But he doesn't like it. Even though he Let's hasn't move. seen it? We're going to move on. Okay. We're going to move on. Cool. 
I don't know. I don't think no, – no, no. I thought he did see it, but I don't know. I just don't think John Yurkaba, friend of the podcast, Star Wars just isn't his number one thing. That's all. I yeah. get it. I get it. But it's one, It's the thing that it's fine. But it's all. It's just weird because most people do like Star Wars, and then like when you're in when you when you love something like Star Wars, and you're trying to talk to one of your good friends, and they're just like, I don't care about Star Wars. But I'm sure it's the same <laughs> way. Like I give him shit about Batman all the time, so it's like, Hey, I like Batman. Jake, hey. you broke up with Star Wars for a period. Yeah, like the last year. Yeah. I left Star Wars for Star like Wars a is year very and a half. I got it. I said, you know what? I'm done with this. Jake, yeah. you done. Jake's been sending a lot of memes, a lot of the Ray Skywalker memes. They're they're, they're very funny. Fun. They are fun. <laughs> My favorite one is the one that's like, "What's your name, Ray? Ray what? Ray Skywalker, Kenobi, Palpatine, Chewbacca, R two D two. Just like naming every the, fucking character. The Ray Mysterio, I thought was the funniest one. Oh yeah, I like yeah, that. I saw that. Um, Abby, how are you feeling about Star Wars? The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I can't stop thinking about it. I yeah, it. I uh, honestly, I have really weird mixed associations and feelings about it right now because the last time I saw it, we saw it in the RPX theater. Is that what it's called? 40X. 40X. Okay, so it has like the shaking seats and there's like mist and lightning and smoke and all sorts of special effects, which are really cool. Uh, But I, the last time that I, when I was experiencing it, basically I was starting to get sick and like I got really sick. I don't think it helped me being on like (laughs) fucking Exegol Exegol. with like the cold rain and wind. blowing I literally like had my jacket wrapped with like the hoodie. Yeah, it was, it was extremely cold. Um, and that's oh, like, you know what? Fuck that. No, fuck you. Listen. Okay. And I'm very spoiled to have been able to experience this is it. Why you're spoiled. It fuck you. There. I love you. No, this is this is why I say that. Red Skywalker got me sick, is what I'm saying. Palpatine in his bloodline gave Rey the conflict of a lifetime of the Force Awakening within her, pulling her to the dark side almost at one point. Learning her family history is actually terrible and almost brought the end of the universe. What did Palpatine do to you? Oh, you got a cold? Dude, I got bronchitis. <laughs> Palpatine got me sick. Viral <laughs> infection and bronchitis, man. Hey, if... if, if who- I felt like I needed to be hooked to one of those things that he was on just to be able to breathe for two weeks. It was fucked up. I know there's a lot of people who have been going the so the, does this mean the Palpatine fucks route? But I do want to give friend of the podcast, yeah, of course, it does. Andrew Schaefer, oh, yeah. author of Ghosts from Our Past, who is a great Lightning friend of ours. Fingers. He was the first person, <laughs> like five seconds after I got out of Rise of Skywalker, I got a text from Andrew Schaefer that said, So Palpatine fucks, eh? Uh, <laughs> dude, of course. Uh. Uh, Way to get there first, Andrew. Anyways. Well, cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to be going through our top 10 of the decade list and kind of recapping some of our favorite moments over the last couple years. Uh, this is year four for Yes, Have Some Podcast. We are not uh, quite to our fourth anniversary, but it's coming up in a couple weeks. February. We'll, February. And we'll also be celebrating our 200th episode. Whoa. Uh, somebody suggested that we should make uh, We Did It challenge coins. Yes. For 200th episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Righteous Gemstones. Just style? like Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Hey, speaking of Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, I, I like that. We'll throw we'll throw into a river. We'll throw into a river. Yeah. I I love that. Um I uh there was a thread in uh, Yes Have Some Group Therapy, which is the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast. Please, if you're out there in internet land, join. Join Facebook group Request. therapy. It's great. Uh we had a thread going. What what is uh There was two threads that I started on New Year's Day. What are your collecting goals for 2020 and what are your uh, what's the first toy you're going to buy in 2020? Mm -hmm. Uh, 
So I had the I, I I did not know that the first toy that I bought in 2020 was going to be what what it ended up being, but I wanted to show it to you guys real quick if I could. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to go to group therapy to say, you got no, it. I got, I'm you holding got it. With it. You. I'm okay. holding it. All right. So we uh, we uh, all watched Righteous Gemstones over the last couple of weeks, which was an incredible show on HBO with Danny McBride, and uh, that led us down the road of discovering his last show on HBO, which for some reason I think the three members of Yes Have Some Podcasts are the last three people in the world to watch this show because literally everybody I've talked to is like, yeah, yeah, I love it. Seen it. Love that show. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about Vice Principals. So we all finished it. Uh, hey, guess what? That's a good show. It's a good ass yeah. show. That's a good ass show. Yeah. It's not as mm-hmm. good as Gemstones in my opinion, but I it's think a close it it's a close second. I think it's funny as fuck. Gemstones has misbehaving and that's nice. the best song and that's a gift to the world. Uh and I think that we're going to do that costume for Dragon Con. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Jake, <laughs> you? you're going to have to be John Goodman. So <laughs> What? Like, yeah, like in it like in the 80s with the, you know, we're just going to do the whole thing. We've decided this for you. Craig's baby Billy. Thanks. And I made me leave. Um, so we watched Vice Principals. And of course, anytime I fall in love with something, I immediately, my first thought is what, what kind of merch is out there? Uh, there's not a lot, but in the mail today, I did receive my Vice Principals okay. action figure set, if we can call them that. So weird. Styl- Looks nothing like them. I love it. Stylized uh, figures of uh, Gamby. And uh, Lee it looks Russell, like your cousin Taylor, it kind of does look <laughs> like my cousin. Looks Taylor. Just like it. <laughs> you got a, you bought a Taylor figure, Williamson um, figure. I kind of want, I kind of want to leave these in package. Yeah, that package is cool. I, I like that it looks like notebook paper. I, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think you should. Um, I think that's a cool package. But those are great. Those are great. I was happy to get those. And the, this was basically, uh, this, there's like a, some other promotional stuff out there, but this is it. Yeah. This is all the vice principles. Merch. That's all you can get. I looked up um, full collection. Lee Russell and collection Christine done. wedding photo because I thought maybe it was out there. <laughs> they're painting. Yeah, they're painting. That's like in the bedroom that gets desecrated. It doesn't exist. Uh, I love that we're reviewing shows that have been off the air for three years. Cool. <laughs> um, That's what we do. Next week, we're going to be talking about the FX hit The Shield. Cool. Or Shield. I don't know what that shit's called. Full Agent. review of Felicity. <laughs> Coming up. Yeah. Um, I'd watch it. And uh, the other thing, so in the, in the uh, did you guys contribute to the collecting goals thread? No. I haven't, no. So you're bad at, you're bad at my, you're, you're not supporting <laughs> me. Bad group therapy member. <laughs> well, let me just ask you, Jake, yeah. what are your collecting goals this year? We're going to Toy Fair. I just wanted to say that. You just want to say we're going to Toy Fair. <laughs> It's not you gotta to put it either. in there every episode. It's gotta, gotta get in there. there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, my goals are kind of a little different. Um, I've been working on a since uh, since like Christmas break when I bought all those detoffs. I've been um, I redid my entire toy room and uh, I realized that I need to like declutter some stuff. And I ended up um, I ended up opening some things, which was awful, but I did it. That was um, tough for you. What'd you open? I opened. Well, I opened all those Beetlejuice toys by myself. Oh, yeah. I opened just a couple. (laughs) The way you just said it, I did it all by myself. (laughs) did it all by myself. Nobody helped me. Um, I opened just like some random stuff that I had. I opened all my Diamond Select Ghostbuster toys that I didn't want to open. You opened those? 
Yeah. Hey, those are a pain in the ass to open. Oh, the, opened, yeah, that packaging is I, noisy. It took me two hours. I opened all of them except for the um, for the real for the real Ghostbuster stuff. Uh, and I, I've been redoing my entire house because of it. And I've also like, my living room looks very different now. And my, uh, my like VHS media book room is like, it's crazy looking right now. I, I have, uh, like three boxes that are going to Goodwill full of toys and, uh, books and just random shit. And it's just like a lot of toys that were, small things that were just kind of like knickknacky or like not really collectible toy, just like random shit that I've been holding on to for years. And I'm like, well, this, this doesn't look good on a shelf. Why do I even have this anymore? So, um, I've gotten into that mindset where I got, I'm like redoing everything and it's, okay. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. We may have a bin of some of your knickknacks and collectibles too. We do. We came across. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think we got a star Wars one in the closet. Well, no, because Jake, you've been you've been on this. This is not the newest trade for you. You made the decision to declutter a while back, but now it's getting serious. It's yeah. getting really serious because, well, like I started decluttering, and then, <clears throat> you know, as I would like add another detoff every time I do that, I have to get rid of one of the shelves that I was already using, which yeah. was just a big maintain like balance a black Walmart shelf. And you could just throw anything on those. But in detoffs, it's like I can't have nice stuff that looks cool set up on a detoff and then like a shelf full of just bullshit. So yeah. it's like all of it's got to go. Got to go. Yeah, it's got to go. I understand. Um, so in this thread, I uh, I, I kind of outlined – can you find my post? Not the, uh, That's the wrong thread. Mm. There was another thread about my collecting goals, but – Anyways, I, I, I kind of typed out what my goals were for the year, which were uh, to con- – obviously, any Hasbro Ghostbusters. I'm going to buy all of it probably twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars Black Series, continuing that, continuing my venture into Star Wars uh, Vintage. And I then mentioned uh, Toy Biz and uh, Kenner uh, – uh, Batman figures. Uh, we I talked about that on the podcast last week. Yeah. It's not yeah. very expensive stuff to get. Very cool and all that. So uh, of course I immediately started buying stuff that was nowhere on my list. Of and, course. Uh, I did something that I said I was never going to do. I'm going down a path I said I was never going to go down. GI Joe. No, no, no. GI Joe. Transformers. Fuck. You know what? Mm-mm. Fuck Transformers. You told us to. Like kick you off the podcast. If I'll never collect Transformers. I don't Transformers. care about them. Do I? It's a cry for help. Yeah, I can see myself going down the GI Joe path. Okay. Uh, nope. I bought my first. Oh yeah, I was there. Oh okay, you did it. I did it. Yeah, you jumped in there. I ju- Very I'm in. good. I'm yeah, in. I was your gateway. Oh wait! Actually, open for the these? for the people listening, I should say. Oh yeah, for the people. All right. Uh, this is uh, Batman the Animated Series DC Collectibles. Uh, this is a Two Face figure, and uh, yeah, I, I am going to open these. These are these are great. Put them figures. on a detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put them on a detail. I got the, uh, the com- detail. Put them on a detail. Put them on a detail. Uh, I got the complete line of, uh, or not the complete line, the complete series, the Batman animated series on Blu-ray. This Christmas. I got it for you. Thank you, Abigail. You're welcome. And uh, I just love it. I loved it as a kid. 
And I love it now. And this is a really great line of figures. It's still a really good show. It's extremely grown up and advanced for its time. I'm like surprised watching it that it was for kids and marketed towards them. Like, I don't know if kids cartoons are still like that. It, They're not. It definitely not. That's a, it's a has really, some like heavy subjects. It's a great show way ahead of its time. And uh, probably uh, you can make an argument. It's one of the best versions of uh, of Batman out there. Anyways, mm-hmm. long story short, I I. We're going to get to these top tens, but I, let me – I think I know why I do this, guys. I need to be able to go toy hunting on a regular basis at local shops and stores and have new products coming to me. Black Series. There's always something coming. Uh, Star Wars Vintage Collection. Power Rangers Lightning Collection. DC Collectibles. Like there's nothing worse when you go to Target or Walmart or whatever and there's just nothing to buy. I want to mm. buy something. <laughs> Don't you want to buy something? Yeah, which is why at some point you probably will start buying G.I. Joe's <laughs> yeah. and Transformers. I'm just going down a really bad path. Yeah. I'm going to come home and be like, you know, I don't really know what Ben 10 is. <laughs> but I was just looking at my Powerpuff Girls cast aside, all the toys I have down there. I was like, oh, when did I get this? They're not out, but yeah, you gotta you gotta have a reason and so that's what have I'm something to collect. Uh, but uh, I, I do uh, I do think those are great figures and they're affordable and they look great. And, uh, like Jake said, they'll look good on a detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. good looking figures. You guys ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys excited about this? Yeah, I'm yeah. excited because Man. we've talked about it and I feel like we've all kind of prepped and put a lot of thought into this, but not shared what we actually like our lists with each other. So it's gonna be the first time. <clears throat> For me, yeah. hearing yours, Jake, and yours, yeah, Craig. I think traditionally... Craig has made some big, bold statements in the last week about <laughs> taking things off lists. And I'm a little nervous about Craig's list. Dude, you should um, be nervous about mine. I can't, well, I I'm stressed excited about, about thinking I'm excited about yours because you your, your taste in movies sometimes is Wild like card. wildly... Uh, Different? Yeah, yeah, I don't know how to. There, it's always, it's not. I'm not, not bad or anything like that, but it's uh, eccentric. I think is the word. Okay. So I'm feeling like ten years worth of movies. I feel like your list might be. Oh, insane, but in a good way. Yeah. I read my list to my buddy uh, Billy, and uh, he told me it was the list of somebody who's a fake movie fan. Oh, <laughs> that's huh? what I was gonna that means say. You got Joker yeah. on there. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Joker's not. You know what? I quit. No, Listen. tell me. He didn't buy it when it came out. I almost bought yeah, it. Yeah, you missed out on oh, that. Uh, we, we, normally, we normally would do like top five of the year. Uh, yeah. But it's the end of a decade. But it's so, the end of a yeah, decade. Gotta do the whole decade. This only happens once every 10 years. I mean, I'll tell I you, I'll tell you off the top. There's no movies from this year on my list Ooh. or from this past year. Hey, I got one that snuck in. It's number 10, so I'm not going to spoil it. But I, hope I know you guys like Pet Cemetery that much. I was going to mention that, but I didn't know in what, how, just like I'm bummed that it wasn't as big of a deal for people. I liked it though. All right. How do we want to do this? So here's the rules. Here's the rules. Here's the rules. Jake. I I was just going to say, I think we should go one at a time starting at 10 and, uh, you know, the three of us can discuss the movie quickly and, uh, yeah, we'll just move on to the next one. If we get to a movie that, if one one if we hit a movie that is on somebody else's list, once we get to them, they won't have they'll they'll just throw in. We'll only talk about it once. Right, exactly. That's okay. the rule. Yeah. Good, good meeting, guys. I'm glad good we job. figured this good out. Good job doing that. Let's figure it out during the episode. All right, cool. <laughs> um, 
I'm like re- I'm rethinking my list now. <laughs> I know. That's what I've been doing. I've got a couple on here that I'm like, I know Jake's going to give well, me shit. Well, listen, I'm going to give both of you shit, but uh, no, I'm not. But um, I, I have movies on my like we've been prepping this list for a couple months. This was yeah. something we knew we were going to do. And yeah. I didn't have my list set until yesterday. And I had I had one through eight set. My number nine was kind of open and then I knew what my number 10 was going to be. And I had like three or four movies. I was like cycling through my number nine and it's hard to make a lit like 10 years is a lot of time. It's a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have movies that like I might watch more often, but I just like didn't feel like they belonged. It's just it's weird and it's hard to make a list like that. Yeah. So you just got to you got to do it based on like what you're like, what movie are you thinking about more often? Or like, you know, I don't know, whatever. It's just, it's just fucking do it. I wrote an opening statement. Yeah. And I guess we should, well, we'll get to your statement in a second, but I guess we should say these are our uh, personal 10 best movies. Yeah. That's what, that's what this elaborates. After, after, uh, after this uh, episode, get on. Yes. Have some group therapy on Facebook. Give us your top 10. You give us your, yeah, we'll we'll start a We'll start a, um, what do you call those things on the, on the, on the Facebooks? Like a thread. Thread. Third. Right. Cool. Abby, we'll so jump Abby in. has an opening statement. Yeah, my opening statement is just. Yourself. Speak uh, to the I camera. started off with a grand list of 20, which I'm not, you know, no spoilers, but then I narrowed those down to 10. Um, and yeah, when I thought about how, what, what this is, I wrote, I have not seen Ladybird, Boyhood, or Birdman. I may have never seen Moonlight, and I may never see Green Book, although I do understand their significance. These are my top 10 movies of the last 10 years, the 10 movies that impacted me most, made my made my obsessions, uh, delighted, frightened, and emotionally leveled me. These are the fun, excuse me, these are the 10 movies that came out over the last decade that snuggled up into my heart and changed me as a person. So these are movies that impacted me. It's not like I, I, because I went out and read some of other people's lists and I haven't seen all of those movies. I never saw Lady Bird. It's probably not really in my thing. So I'm going to say these are the movies that were important enough for me to see. And these are the movies that struck me and that I love and care about. So I will, moving forward, having said that, are we all ready? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Cool. I like that. That was good. Good. Thank you. All right. Abby. Yo. Number 10. All right, number 10. This is one that I'm a little... God, Jake, you know what? I don't even care. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I actually have a tie for number 10. <laughs> you can't tie it. No. Yeah, yeah, I can't. No, no, no. Hold on. That's cheating. You get All 10 right. movies, not All 11. Right. Sorry, Creed. Creed was my tie. And it's tied with the movie Booksmart, which Jake, you, I know you haven't seen. I haven't seen that, yeah. But I, I can't saw it for the first time over the last week. And I made it. Over two nights. No, one night, I made, a lot of NyQuil and DayQuil were involved, but I watched it in one goddamn sitting, and I Good. cried. It's like very an hour and a half. It's a short little movie. <laughs> it's like, I opened my toys all by myself. All by myself. It was directed by <laughs> Olivia Wilde, and she's come a long way from uh, doing The O.C. She was uh, Marissa's girlfriend on The O.C. for an Spoilers. episode. Spoilers. This movie is, I wish I'd written it when I watched it. I was like, this is dealing with (laughs) themes of like coming of age and best friends, like supporting each other and going through real life changes. Um, And the last party of high school. And like, it's just, it's a really fun, perfect, empowering movie for females. And I fucking loved it. 
And yeah, I wish I'd seen it when I was 13 because I think it's just got very good, like, it's a good example, a good, like, model of what friendship is and what it's about. And it just kept hitting me over and over again um, in all the right places. And I think that it's one of the best movies of the last 10 years, years rather. And um, I tied it with Creed because I really liked Creed a lot, but it's just kind of like right out there on the outskirts of actually being yeah. number 10 for me. Um, but I do love Michael B. Jordan and I love Sylvester Stallone. So I'm going to say that too. And Tessa Thompson was great in that movie. Uh, so there I am with uh, number 10 book smart. Cool. Cool. Jake. Cool. Uh, book smart's great. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. Check it out. There you go. Cool. Hot. Um, my number 10 is a movie called Swiss army man. Um, I don't know if you guys, did you guys see that? I never did. see. I saw it on other people's lists. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it is very good. It's very weird. It's conceptually like just fucking weird. And it has a very great, like, um, the music in it is really good. And and the music isn't just the score. It helps tell the story. And sometimes your main characters are singing, um, to each other or a dead body or whatever it's it's got a very weird use of like practical effects the comedy is almost like slapsticky but it's very very emotional and uh it's like if you guys don't know what the movie's about it's about this guy who is on a deserted island or so you think most of the time and he finds a dead body and he becomes best friends with the dead body. And the dead body is played by, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. And uh, the, the dead body kind of comes to life and it talks and he's able to help them build. Th- it's very weird. Like he uses, they, they he like teaches the dead body about life and love and they become best friends and they help each other through these weird experiences and it's very funny. Uh, it's very well acted, but it also kind of takes a weird dark turn in the end of the movie. Um, and it just like it kind of gut punches you on multiple different levels. Uh, it's just a great it's just a great movie. Cool. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm reading about it right now. I might check, <laughs> you should it, out. check it out. You should check it out. It's so it's I'm looking at pictures weird. right That's now. Great. Yeah, yeah. Cool. dude, cool, I love man. it. Very good. Very Hey, let's all make a pact where we watch each other's movies that we haven't seen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Before prom night. Yes. (laughs) All in one night. It's just like book smart. Hey, also my bot. This is just weird. My bottom four movies, seven through 10, all start with S. Ooh, that's weird. Fun fact. Uh, Wow. Okay. My number 10. I think this is going to be surprising to you guys. Um, okay. I, I had trouble. There's we're, when we're done with this list, we'll, we'll go through movies that didn't make the cut. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, there's definitely some that I wanted to put on there that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, number ten. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Okay. And in there. I wasn't. Okay. That was nebulous. That was there for me. It was in my list, but it and, wasn't. And, I and cut it. I don't want to go into too much detail. Um. Star Wars is my uh, second favorite uh, movie franchise, but uh, just because a movie's uh, a franchise is my favorite doesn't mean its movies are going to make my list. Uh, I think there's one movie from a franchise we all love near and dear to our hearts that probably will not be on anybody's top. Dude, I've list. got my like least favorite five <laughs> top five bummers. Okay, we'll get there. Actually, um, there might be six. But I, but I really really <sighs> loved uh, the Rise of Skywalker as a Star Wars fan uh, and as a I really have a deep 
deep love of the characters of Kylo Ren and Rey and seeing uh, their story play out uh, in, in, in the way that they executed it, I thought was really magical. Uh, it's not a perfect movie. Uh, it's, t- in my opinion, a, a huge improvement over The Last Jedi, but it's not a perfect trilogy by any means. Uh, but like Jake and Abby said, you got to go with your gut of what you loved and what meant a lot to you. And uh, I've seen it twice, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. And uh, it's my number 10 movie of the last 10 years. Cool. Cool. All right. Abigail, number nine. Well, your movie got me sick. Just kidding. That was my own fault. Um, My number nine movie is... Now, I thought about this really hard, and I went back and watched most of it recently just to, like, verify that it was still in the top ten for me. And it is. Um, Number nine is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I... Jake, don't think that's going to be in your top 10 because I heard you distinctly mention that it wouldn't be. But for me, I love that movie. I love Jake, did I say that? Did I say that? I loved it. Um, not just because friend of the podcast, like Ryan uh, Dole, worked on it a little bit and gave me a coffee mug from the VFX crew, which is very cool. Um, you had that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was drinking out of it until my coffee got cold. Um, I love Miles Thanks, and Ryan. Gwen Stacy. I love the romantic like story between the two of them. I also love that the movie can deal with like multiple dimensions of reality and like still have a lot of heart and I can still follow the basic story of it. I really liked um, Jake Johnson who did the older Spider-Man in it and Lily Tomlin played Aunt May and I really liked her and thought that um, everything that happened with her like basement lab was really cool. I thought there was like really great representation in the movie and that it was laugh out loud funny and also made me cry like while laughing, which I think is really important. Um, and yeah, it was just a dope movie with really cool graphics and uh, cool shit going on. And I loved it. So I, I have to put it at number nine. And I enjoyed the rewatch, too. I think it's very rewatchable. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Jacob Walsh. Um, I have two movies on my list. First of all, Abby, I like that movie a lot. And okay. um, I okay. I, uh, I don't. I was like stressed that I was going to have to defend it to you. Not on my list. It's not on so many people's list. It's not on my. It's not on my list. It's not on my list because you know superhero movies aren't real movies. No. No. Oh yeah. Well, animated movies aren't movies. I think that movie's probably. uh, I mean, if I had to rank superhero (laughs) movies, that movie would probably be in the top two or three for me. It's great. Um, um, My number nine is so. This is the one that I was like this slot. I was kind of having. I had multiple films, kind of rolling in and out. And there are two movies on the, on this list that I usually don't put in lists like this because they have such a huge franchise behind them that I kind of just count them as their own thing. But I think both of these movies are standouts in their franchises. And this isn't a movie that's not on anybody's list, but mine. Um, and it's uh, Shin Godzilla. Okay. That movie is so different and weird and, better than uh you know most of the other Godzilla movies it 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 showed that Godzilla doesn't have to just be stupid and dumb and and there's nothing wrong with stupid and dumb and just like people in suits fighting each other like that's great that's one of my favorite things to watch but Shin Godzilla took it a little more seriously and showed us a different side of things and they recreated Godzilla's look in a way that has never been done before and they made him 
like truly terrifying, like made him just horrifying to look at scary on multiple different levels. And it's such a like it's just such a departure from any other Godzilla film that it felt important to me. And it was just something that I kept thinking about. So, uh, yeah, I just I had to put it on there. Dude, tight. I'm looking at images of the it's um, fucking weird. It's super Godzilla looks. Yeah. It's scary. He he, like kind of Trent something like the whites with, of the eyes and all that. That's yeah, something scary. they do with him in that film is he 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 evolves as the movie goes. Like the first time you see him, he's like crawling and he he looks very weird and he's kind of mutating as the movie goes on. So he 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 takes multiple forms and it's. It's out there. Yeah, uh, you had one of those, like a statue from that on your wish list, didn't you? I did. One one from that film was on my wish list. Jake, from uh, just real quick, Godzilla community fandom perspective, is that a pretty polarizing movie? It did split some people because, you know, there. I would say the majority really liked it. But it's probably I would say it's probably like a 60 40 kind of split. Um, gotcha. A lot of people really love it for for all the reasons I just said. But then a lot of people, you know, you get those kind of people who are like, that doesn't look like Godzilla. He's not. That's not a man in a suit. That's not fine. You know, some people like there's so many Godzilla movies and, and, and people think Godzilla has to be a specific way or they hate it. Um, and this movie is just not like any of the others. So there there are people who are just like, nope, not for me. That doesn't mm. sound like fans. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think I don't think that's something people would say. Yeah. Oh, right. Doesn't sound like people. That's not yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> people like people are really to rational. take to Facebook and hey, what, uh, post their unsolicited opinion. What number are we on? Nine. Uh, nine. Okay. That was nine. Cool. cool. Uh, my number nine is the movie Spotlight, uh, which uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. No. Uh, it's an incredible film starring the likes of Michael Keaton and, uh, oh gosh, Rachel McAdams. And uh, I mean, it's a heavy watch. It is a uh, film about uh, the Boston Globe, I believe, uh uncovering the uh, cover-ups in the Boston area of the uh, all the very bad stuff happening in the Catholic Church. Okay. Um, so Sexual it's ba- abuse. Yeah, it's based on a true story, uh, how this group of reporters uh, basically started outing uh, uh, all these priests, and they basically go on the trail of, like, what the churches were doing and the church was ba- they, like if if somebody was accused, if a priest was accused, they would just relocate, relocate him to another church. And it's really fucked up. Uh, it's definitely a heavy watch, not something you're going to pop in. We'll have the friends over on a Friday night and watch Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get some popcorn going. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, I, I almost had Birdman in this uh, uh, I did too. spot as well. I wanted to include something from Michael Keaton. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is also in it. And uh, it's just one of those movies that's uh, superbly acted, and uh, I'm probably gonna rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll rewatch it again at some point. But yeah, that's my number nine. Uh, I definitely recommend cool. it if you haven't seen it. I respect it. that. Yeah, like I, I saw said, that on a lot of lists. Heavy watch, heavy watch. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. I respect uh, it. Bird, Birdman was one of the movies that was in my rotating ninth slot as well. I rewatched that recently. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Cool. All right, app number eight. Number eight. Uh, Another superhero movie. Get ready for this, guys. Um, And I watched this recently, and it leveled me emotionally. And, Jake, you probably know what I'm going to say now. 
Uh, Avengers Endgame is not Batman versus okay. Superman. Yeah, I think that it's Avengers Endgame. I love the pacing of it. I love how dystopic the opening is and how well that contrasts against the brightness at the end when the day is saved and when you see everyone show up and on your left and all that happens. Um, I love all the Hawkeye stuff and Black Widow relationship dynamics. Um, I think that it is just a... I think it's a near-perfect movie. Um, the stuff with Ant-Man, his scenes, and Thor's uh, interactions always make me laugh. I watched it twice in the movie theater uh, and cried, and then I've seen it now since one full viewing, and I was just very much surprised at how much emotion can be elicited from like me, a viewer who hasn't... like I've seen the Iron Man movies, and obviously like I'm familiar with the, the films, but... Have, I don't I haven't read all the comic books, but I still feel like those that investment level and that payoff level of like this is the end of such a big deal. And it is I would like to actually watch Endgame back to back with uh, Rise of Skywalker and see which one makes me cry harder. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's a, a brilliant, beautiful movie. And one of the complaints Bruce about Rise of Skywalker is that it's really unfair is that it tried to pull off the same level of emotions uh, as Endgame. And I don't. Who knows how much – there's probably no truth to that. Um, I will say though that the this the last 20 minutes of Endgame are pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like it, it, it packs an emotional punch as you said. And uh, so yeah, I, I agree with that pick. Cool. I agree with cool. it so much that it might appear on my list at some point. I thought maybe. <laughs> cool. We'll let you talk about that later then. All right. Cool. All right, Jake. Um. I got another S movie. Does anybody want to guess what another S movie was? Uh, uh, Suspiria? <laughs> no, but that's a great movie. Um, I put a uh, number eight. I put shape of water on my list. Oh, um, you bitch. I think, <laughs> I think shape of water is Guillermo del Toro's best film. And, yeah. uh, it's, I don't know. It's beautiful. And it, everybody in it is great. And the creature is really cool looking. And it's like a unique take to, you know, make the creature, not the bad guy. And especially in this, like uh, the guy who uh, what's what's the dude's name who plays the bad dude? You oh, know who I'm talking about. Uh, oh. Zod. Zod. <laughs> he's he's like uh, that. He's a really great actor. Did you get it? It's Michael something. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. He's very good. Strickland. There you go. He's very good at playing a bad guy. He's really scary. And um, I I just think the whole every everything about that movie is perfect. I think like it's just a good. It's a good movie. I did see that Doug Jones is doing dual photo ops at uh, Days of the Dead with Rico Browning. Okay. is he in costume? <laughs> They're not, I don't think either one of them will be in co- like having a a creature Fuck it. pose off. <laughs> fuck it. That's what she said. Uh, that's what she did. She's like, I'll fuck it. I hey, I'm will. weirdly attracted to her in that movie. Do you just have to be she's weird? Cute. She's, cute. she's yeah, that's, fuck. Why is that weird? She's empowered. She knows what well, she it's wants. Weird she's got a good life. It's weird. You because only you only like it because she can't talk. Like, was that what? Oh, uh, is? is that no? You're the because- fucking villain in the movie. <laughs> but I'll get you to make a noise. I watched that recently also. All it's right, great. So it's yeah. on my list. All right. Everybody calm down. Calm Put your egg down. timers away. Go take a bath. <laughs> That's why it's fun. I like that she lives so much of her day before she goes to work. She does a lot. It's great. It's a good life. It's a good balance. All right. Uh, my number eight was Endgame. Uh, so I'm not going to okay. go much further on it other than uh, I, I – I also think Infinity War is really great. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, Endgame. It's it's really a, a it's an incredible feat uh, to pull off that cap, for lack of a better term, for for a twenty movie series over a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really makes you care about a lot of different characters, and it never it never gets cheesy. Like I mean, there's plenty of humor, there's plenty of really great action sequences, and it never it all feels uh, very warranted and very losing iron man grounds it i think at the end like spoilers sorry <laughs> but that was like it's a weight that like makes it feel real because you're like everything is almost perfect everyone comes back but then we lost the one that yeah got us through it all yeah. and that's all right that's right. end game that's number yeah. eight. number seven who's up you you mm, mm. all right guys this one didn't have to think that much that hard about i saw it in the movie theater recently over the summer, and I knew it was going to be on my list because I loved it. And it's Quentin Tarantino, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that's I. I that's assume so it's on all of our list. I don't know. I know it, we're going to have a Tarantino, probably all of us. It well, it was on my list, but it, then it got bumped. Yeah, because I've it's always not a, it it's not on mine. I'll tell you, it's not y'all on mine it. either. Y'all bumped it. I bumped it because I loved it, but I've only seen it one time, and I really do need to see movies multiple times. Okay. To, to fully yeah. grasp, especially for a top 10 of the decade list. But I'm yeah. not disparaging it at all because I thought it was incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep it going. I just enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I bought it for you for Christmas, so we will watch it again and give it a rewatch. Dude, I got some presents. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm sure I'll like it as much. Um, I thought about putting The Hateful Eight and I thought about Django and... Would you talk about the... Well, okay. Talk about also, the Glorious Bastards was not. It was made in two thousand nine, I think. So that's not even part of the last ten years. All I right, think. cool. Welcome to the Quentin Tarantino. Thought about putting that on the filmography, but what I decided on was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, this is the movie that made me love Brad Pitt. It took a lot of movies for me to get <laughs> to that point, but I really like him. Um, the scene where he's feeding the dog, his dog Mac and uh, dinner, and making himself mac and cheese that he eats out of the pot. I really just connected with that scene, and I really like it. I think Margot Robbie's angelic. Uh, I think the movie wraps you in the late 60s vibe and culture and in a weird offbeat Tarantino way. I love yeah. how things kind of go a different direction, um, like with Bruce Dern and all that that shit. Um, I just, I liked it. I liked Leonardo DiCaprio, and I can't remember the name of the young actress who, like, stole the scene. She's great. Margot Robbie. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the little one. Um, I'll find it. Jake, I'm curious. You said that did not make your list. Any particular yeah. reason? Um. I watched it recently uh, for the second time, and I do think it's a very good movie. And I think it is better than, um, you know, it's pro. I would probably if I was if I was doing a top ten of this year, it would probably be in the in the top one or two spot. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if I were ranking my Tarantino films, it would probably be in the bottom three for me. Oh, like okay. I think I think most of his other movies are better or they're more fun i don't know like there's something about it where i'm just like did you not know. like the happy ending i like no it's not there's nothing that i did not like it's just i don't know there's not terribly much going on in it it's just like there's nothing really exciting happening happening except for that very ending yeah and it's fine like it's not that i don't mind uh i don't mind talking but it's like it's just people reading lines and no, there's nothing going on that like, you know, the first time I saw the movie, 
it wasn't until he ended up on Spawn Ranch that I was even in. I was like, what the fuck is happening in this movie until he got to the ranch? Mm. And that's when it kind of seems like a plot kicks in yeah. until then. It's there's nothing happening. I it's liked just like nothing, though. I liked watching Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yeah, like, I mean, kind of struggling. And I liked watching Leonardo DiCaprio losing his shit like on yeah. behind the scenes I mean, and all that. It's gr- it it's funny. great. It's right. great, but my it, but my point is is that it doesn't pack enough punch and wallop seven other movies in Quentin Tarantino's um, you know uh, list mm-hmm. are way better. So okay. that's why I didn't like he he put out three movies this decade. He better this do is more. not the best one. He better not stop. All right, all um, right. It's all right. A, yeah, I really liked. It. I can't wait to revisit it. Um, I, I thought that both. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt uh, really did like career worthy performances. They're great together. Yeah, they're really they're great, great together. Um, and it was cool that they got uh, Bruce Lee back for it. <laughs> what if I didn't understand how things work? <laughs> I'll just, it's just so cool. Bruce Lee was in. You know, he came out of retirement. It was cool. Like, wow. just, he went, what a sport. You know, so he went. Special. He went through the Captain America machine just for. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, my number set. We're on seven. My number seven is my last S movie, and it is Super Eight. Oh, uh, Super Eight is such a good movie. Like J J Abrams, kind of like exploded, you know, on the scene with this movie. Kind of, you know, he was around, but this movie came out, and it's like it's everything that we love. You know, it's like watching E T slash. You know, it's just like. It has all the Spielberg feels and it's not a Spielberg movie. And it's just, dude, everything about Super, it's very funny. All those kids are really great. There's like creepy stuff going on. There's Easter eggs. To all, But you know what? My only issue with it is it's fucking like trying to be like Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> motherfucker. Dude, like as soon as those kids are on a bike, I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, um, so I got a bit. We, we rewatched Super 8 this week. Um, mm-hmm. And... I I don't know what it is about I love JJ Abrams and obviously it's a very well done movie and there's some really good stuff in there. But my takeaway and this is probably the third time I've seen it, for some reason and I don't know what it is, it doesn't pack an emotional punch for me. And it and it totally should because I'm an emotional bat. Like as soon as I as soon as ET starts, I'm like crying. Um Dude, if you're telling, hold on though, if you're telling me that at the end of Super 8, when that kid and his dad are finally having a moment throughout the entire movie and and the mom's picture flies away and he grabs it and and they're and the dad is holding the son and the son is holding the picture and the alien is going off if you don't get emotional and you don't cry then fuck you craig i that's what i felt i felt like fuck me i don't care about this Um, Craig was like, it's all about letting go. I said that out loud. It's just about letting go. I'm such an idiot. (laughs) That's what 99% of movies are about. Hey, Kyle Chandler's an incredible actor, by the way. He really is. Yeah. Um, I think so. Al Fanning's great. He's great, dude. It's great. There's some really good stuff in that movie. I just... And it predates Stranger Things, and it's that... It's great. You can be on a bike and not be in Stranger Things. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the stuff about like I like the kids making the movie thing because that's very close to home for me and I think it's yeah cool well the, I I think maybe that's what it is I, I think maybe the first half of the movie it you know what's weird about it 
because I know it's Steven Spielberg didn't direct it, but he did produce it. It reminds me a lot of my feelings after I saw War of the Worlds, which is oh, I, shut up, dude. This reminds you of did, War of the Worlds. That just Worlds? had a fanning in it. Didn't that have Dakota yeah. fanning? Uh, it did. Yeah. That's why you're getting it all mixed dude, up. Dude, War uh-uh. of the Worlds that is movie super sucks. eight. Hold on. You know what? I'm I'm sorry for interrupting you because I got to hear this bullshit. Yeah. I Get back don't... on your bullshit. <laughs> I remember when I saw War of the Worlds and th- fuck I, Super 8. Great. It's on your list. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's talk about War of the Worlds real quick. Ju- are you jumping ship now? No. That movie sucks. Ganged up on you? That's Steven Spielberg's Yeah, it's movie. not on anybody's list. Super 8's good. It also came out like 17 years. Like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> I re- yeah. Uh, it's I not, was on It's date. no uh, Stranger Things. All right, let's move <sighs> on. What number are we on? Now it's number six. No, Craig's got to do Craig, his seven. Craig, you have to do seven. Okay. My number seven is the movie, and I don't think this is on anybody's list. Uh, this is 40. Okay. Uh, did I break the podcast? No. <laughs> Paul Rudd is non-controversial. He really isn't. Yeah. Um, I really like all of Judd Apatow's movies. I think they're very well-done uh, modern comedies and i like that they're long and i every time i see a judd apatow movie i know the first thing somebody's gonna say is oh god it was like 30 minutes too long and i i like long movies you I like those 30 minutes um i re- i just i think leslie mann and paul rudd their characters are the best part of knocked up and when i heard that they were getting their own movie i was like oh that's great yeah it'll be like knocked up without like some of the annoying stuff and uh i just really like it I don't like it. Be- I don't relate to when it. When you say some of the annoying stuff, you just mean Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl is so <laughs> fucking annoying. Uh, I just love that movie. I think it's extremely funny. I've seen it a bunch and I think it holds up. And I always like to have a I, – I, I think comedies sometimes don't get the credit that they should as far as like uh, pieces of film. And they're not maybe talked about in the same way that dramas uh, are. Uh, and I wanted to have a, a comedy that I really loved over the last 10 years. And that is one of them. And I actually really like that movie. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, Paul Rudd for life. He yeah. should be in a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but watching him in Endgame when he's like talking about how things work. and ex- I just kept thinking about afterlife. And I'm just so. The whole time travel discussion in Endgame is what he says. Yeah. So, wait, you tell me Back to the Future was bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome uh, alright uh, this is 40 number yeah, 7 hey by the way if you agree with me leave a comment tell me I'm right please yeah if you love Leslie yeah. Mann and we'll uh, see how Judd many comments you get on that one <laughs> I love the scene in Super this is, sucks this is 40 this is 40 when when Paul Rudd is dumping like the junk food into the trash can and he pulls the cupcake back out of it to eat it I yeah, like that awesome. that's awesome that's relatable I've done that I did that the other day with a, a pancake from IHOP I just wanted to admit that I never told you that. I went back in. You for took it. a pancake out of the trash. Yeah, Wait, it was like you, wrapped. I didn't George Costanza. Like you I, it was my Costanza? Pan, it was my stack of pancakes. I'd eaten most it of them. It was my pancake. <laughs> and then I threw them away, and I was like, you "I pulled want a that. Costanza. I want the last one. It was really good." <laughs> well, for all admitting things, um, number six. We're not all admitting things. You we're just are. Well, you just wanted I, to get that off your chest. It was in a uh, container. It's fine. 
So I have for number six uh, is obvious, I guess. We talk about this movie a lot. It's one of my most recommended movies to other people, mostly because I just want to fuck them up. Um, it's hereditary. It was a, it's a messed up movie. I've only seen it once, but that doesn't mean it's not um, in my top 10 of the last decade because it impacted me. I felt like it was a panic attack on screen. Um, and the peanut allergy sequence into the decapitation scene is the single most terrifying and stress-inducing moment in all of film i think um i love the pan stuff i love like the weird cult demonic stuff um and i it's i just yeah it's scary it's fucked up and um i'm i'm just i really enjoyed it and it was didn't feel like any other movie i've ever seen um and i think that it's one of the best films of the last 10 years it scared the shit out of me i think it scared you guys too uh, yes. Are you scared? I'm very scared. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Red Terror is awesome. Yeah. It's no This is 40, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ain't book smart, but it's pretty cool. All mm-hmm. right. Jacob Walsh. Cool. My number six is the other movie that I, uh, I don't usually put on lists because of the franchise thing, and it's a Star Wars movie. Um, and it's not the rise of Skywalker. It is the force awakens. Um, I think the force awakens is the best film in the trilogy and it kind of in the new trilogy. And it kind of makes me, I try not to think about it too hard because it will start to bum me out about rise of Skywalker. Cause I'll be like, force awakens was better. (laughs) Um, Force Awakens, I think. That's how um, I get with, uh, this is 40 and, uh, knocked up. uh, You know, I just get so bummed. Mm-hmm. The forty verse, <laughs> the forty verse. Um, just Force Awakens. Uh, you know, to me, that's an important film. It brought Star Wars back. It was, it was more Star Wars than Star Wars has been in a long time. It was really well. It was. I think. I think Force Awakens is a perfect. I think it's a perfect movie. Um, it had even if like still, if I watch those trailers, it makes me cry. I, I just think everything that every choice they made for Force Awakens was was perfect. So it's on the list. Cool. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about that more so we can move. Yeah. On. I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> Act like, yeah. Uh, what, number six, my number six is the movie Creed. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Cool. Hey, I want to give you a high five for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I just, I respect your decision to put that on your list. Uh, the Rocky series of movies is probably my favorite non- you know, superhero sci-fi franchise. Uh, it's probably just one of my three or four favorite franchises. I love every Rocky movie. I get something out of all of them, whether it's the first Rocky, which I find to be uh, an incredibly well-made, well-written, well-acted movie uh, with, uh, uh, you know, the the triumph of the human spirit kind of thing, which I, I'm a sucker for. Uh, and I really love Sylvester Sloan or something like Rocky five, which is just cheesy bullshit. And I still uh, like it. And it's horrible Go for it. Yeah, just go for it. Uh, but Creed was such a uh, it's like the Force Awakens of Rocky. Uh, they were able to say much. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, much like Ray Palpatine, <laughs> takes the mantle. Ray Palpatine. <laughs> Just like Ray Palpatine. Ray Palpatine. <laughs> oh, she's Skywalker now. I forgot. Oh, she's. Uh, oh, she does whatever she wants. She claims Skywalker now. <laughs> uh, I love Creed. Uh, awesome movie. Uh, it's just 
it's so much better than it has any business being. Yeah. It, it, and uh, Jake, I know you probably haven't seen it, but I would. I, I haven't. Maybe give it a chance at some point. Um, well, I. In order to do that, I have to watch All like four Rocky or five movies. other Rocky movies, and I'm not doing that. I I, I watched the first one and I didn't like it, so I, I don't I don't feel like I can watch Creed without watching the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, you probably could. You probably could. I, I yeah. get what you're saying. If you've seen the original, you're pretty um, much good. But no, it was directed by Ryan Coogler, who is incredible, went on to do Black Panther. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tessa Thompson, Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome mm-hmm. movie. Uh, I give it two thumbs up. The scene where Michael B. Jordan has to take a shit is my favorite out of that movie. It's it one of my favorite moments in movies. That's really funny. I love it. It's really well done. He gets all, like, wrapped up to go box, like, in his mm-hmm. match and, like... Right before he goes out, he like has to go to the bathroom and he can't take his boxers and shorts off. Yeah. So Tessa Thompson has to do it for him. It's very real. God, sounds like a top ten. I loved it. it's top ten moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. We're getting yeah. there, folks. Number five. I'm starting off still. All right, still starting. Still off. starting off. All right, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I saw this movie four times in the movie theater when it came out. I um, saw Batman and Robin in movie theaters four times. That's that won't make anybody's yeah, list. That's nobody's top anything. Um, I kept thinking. That's can I, a, real quick, little sidebar. The fourth time I was seeing Batman and Robin, I really wanted to be seeing Dirty Work. I I would rather see Dirty Work Just over Batman and Robin. Right. Um, Dirty Work's a great movie. It's not as good as Mad Max Fury Road, though, uh, which is heart-pounding and nonstop action and George Miller came back and did a movie when he was like what seventy something. He's old, but he he did it, um, and it's a it's a nonstop thrill ride, um, and it's very forward thinking and pro femme, um, like subversively so because Furiosa is like in my opinion the main character of the story rather than Mad Max, and I love uh, Charlize Theron and I really love Tom Hardy, and I think that their support of each other like in a in a platonic way that's like non-romantic was really cool to see on screen and i loved the wives and i loved immortan joe um and it's it's just a brilliant movie and it feels like very real because it, there's so many so much practical effects are going on and um it's just stunning and kind of gross and cool and beautiful and tragic and i really loved it yeah that's a cool movie it's cool it really movie. Is. It, when you think mm-hmm. about the way it was made and like how it's it kind of fits into that category of like it, it turned out so much better than it had any business being. Yeah, like I remember hear, seeing the trailer and being like, I remember hearing like Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron like half they're like in the desert in the middle of God knows where. And they're like, we don't know what's happening. Yeah, Tom Hardy like <laughs> didn't have a good time on set. He's like, I'm very confused. It didn't look fun. It looks so No, he has a, like a hot. mask and a chain and all that sh- It looks I'm I can only imagine that it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And apparently George shoot. Miller's forging ahead with more uh uh more Mad Max movies. And can you know what? Let's just say it. For a director like that to return to a franchise, like Ridley Scott wishes he could have done with Prometheus and Alien what George Miller was able to do with Mad Max. Is that a hot take? No, it's no. true. And don't get me started on James Cameron. Yeah, Alien Covenant's <laughs> on one of my lists, just not the good one. All right. Jake, um, number five? <laughs> um, my number five is Hereditary. Um, for all the reasons Abby said, it's terrifying. It's one of the scariest movies I've seen in a long time. All right. Thank Tight. You. 
Why don't you just give them the trophy? <laughs> uh, all right. I'm so excited to keep going here. Uh, I am too. <laughs> uh, oh, we're already at an hour. Okay. Number five is drum roll, please. I'm not drum rolling for whatever this is going to be. <laughs> Why are we doing it for five? Because uh, it's the Dark Knight Rises. Oh. <laughs> Have you come to this or not this Crab. Do you like that? Well, everybody else picked a Tom Hardy movie. Okay. Um, I love The Dark Knight Rises. I've talked about it before. I know this is a polarizing film. I will. I do feel say it's not like I'm the only person in the world who loves this movie. I know that Jake has a visceral reaction to it, mm-hmm. but that's okay because yeah. this is my list. This is yeah. my time. It's your list. Um, I really like the uh, – well, I, I adore the Nolan Batman trilogy. And uh, it was just seeing it in theaters was still one of the most satisfying film going experiences I've ever had. Uh, My only real complaint about the movie is that it probably could have been divided into two movies because the passage of time uh, with the amount happening is uh, it's a lot uh, between uh, basically Gotham falling apart, Batman getting his back broken, uh, Bruce being in the. Oh, wait, let me do it. There's a prison in a more ancient part of the world. Uh, Michael Caine. Okay. That's pretty Uh, good. Thank you. Thank God. I finally didn't. I quit. (laughs) Uh, And the Talia Al Ghul. If your impressions are good, then you end up doing it. The Talia Al Ghul reveal is, I could, it's not the best ever. But overall, love that movie. Love Christian Bale. Love Christopher Nolan. Love Tom Hardy in that movie. And y'all know, and this is the hottest of hot takes, Similar to how some people we know talk about General Holdo. Poor John Yurkeva. I we love, love you, John. We love John. Dude. And he agrees with me on love. this one. Yeah. I love Anne Hathaway in this movie. It's a hot Khan. take. It's a hot take. Um, I but no, it's not. I think she's, she's great. She's great. She's fucking it is great. A hot take. You think she's the best catwoman? She's my favorite catwoman. Okay. I mean, well, there haven't been. There's one other live action cat yeah, woman, was, right? Oh, right. So. Holly Berry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So that's my number five. Love the Dark Knight Rises. Cool. I can't yeah. wait to see what Matt Reeves does with the new Batman movies. Batman is my favorite superhero. And uh, obviously Michelle Pfeiffer was great as Catwoman. But I just love Anne Hathaway. And I also love that movie Colossal. And I don't know if it's on anybody's list, but I want to watch it again. I thought about putting it. I thought about it. It was. It's in my honorable mentions. Of yeah, it gets a mention. Spoilers. Abigail, Deal with it. number four. Wow, are we already back to me? All right. Number four is a movie with a perfect soundtrack. And I think it's a perfect film. Um, I wish Kevin Spacey wasn't in it because he's like a piece of shit now, but it doesn't affect the movie. Uh, American Beauty. Yep. No. <laughs> Baby Driver, obviously. Um, saw that one in the movie theater three times and once. It's always a goddamn competition. Yeah, well, that's how I measure it. Like, that's my unit of measurement is like how much, how many times I'm drawn to go back and buy a ticket. Well, just know when you're measuring it, you got to start all the way at the... At the base of the movie theater? <laughs> of the movie? Yeah, I did. So, uh, yeah, a fucking Edgar Wright. This was a movie he'd thought of for a long time and obviously had a lot of thought, precision, and, and care put into it. Um, 
I love the way that his uh, OCD like alignment of music to action and the way the gunshots line up with, with the, the beat. Um, I think that's fantastic. It was filmed in Atlanta. Uh, duh. It's cool to see Atlanta stuff on screen. And I, uh, I just, I loved it. I loved the love story and I loved the villains. And I thought that it was, um, just a tightly packed thrill ride. And, um, yeah, it reminded, I grew up watching like car chase movies and like tough guy shit like that. And it just felt like the kind of movie that I could, that like Stephen King can get behind. And I could take my dad to see and I liked it. It just really, it meant a lot to me. And it's, uh, I think the artwork, the poster is like very beautiful. I did a costume as baby from baby driver for dragon con. This is just me giving my credentials why I like the movie, <laughs> but yeah, it's number four for me. It's just an important, really sweet, solid, perfect, beautiful musical movie. And I loved it. There you go. It's good. Yeah, I hate good. when people, you know, my problem with Baby Driver, I've heard people describe it as a musical. And I'm like, do you not know what a musical is? Nobody's singing in that movie. God, that pisses Except me off. his girlfriend was singing B-A-B-Y Baby. Jacob Walsh. Yeah. Number four, uh, I have uh, The Hateful Eight. Um, I <laughs> I love your thumbs up. Abby. You get it. Um, I, I saw this, this movie. movie. Uh, um, I saw this movie when they did the like the touring road show where it had all the extra, you know, it had the intermission and all that. And this movie's just it, it's amazing. Everybody in it is amazing. It's got the best one of Quentin Tarantino's best casts. Um, the music is really like eerie and creepy. And it's because the music is leftover music from the movie The Thing that was unused and they just used it in this movie. And those movies both have kind of similar plots and it's just great, man. It's got like, it is the best of like, it's one of the best of like Quentin Tarantino's like characters going off on rants and Walton Groggins, who we've all been talking about a lot recently because mm-hmm. he's in those shows. He, this is the first time I saw him and was like, whoa, this guy is amazing. He I've seen him in a couple other things in very small parts, but in this film, you know, he's one of the main he's, he's one of the main guys. You know what he's he is? great in it. Misbehaving. <laughs> in that film. Oh. The Misbehaving. Uh, I was watching it last night cuz I haven't watched hey, it. Yeah, because Netflix has the extended uh, edition that's divided into like four parts or whatever. Yeah. Um and I haven't watched it like that yet and I started it last night. And there's just something so like, you know, I, I might have to save, a, I'm going to save some of that. Yeah. It just, it's a save good movie, it. man. It makes you like, it makes you antsy this and it's like, moment. you know, it's just a, yeah, dude, it's just a good movie. It's, it's one great. of, Daisy I would put Domagoo. it in, in, yeah, I would put it in Tarantino's top three or four. Probably it's great. Gotcha. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what number will mm-hmm. four, uh, four, your number four, uh, yeah, my four. number four movie of the last 10 years is guardians of the galaxy. What? Okay. I guess I'm not allowed to talk about it. Fine. Uh, I love Fine. it. I, I think it's it's my favorite uh, Marvel movie, and I think it's uh, perfectly cast, perfectly executed. Uh, it it was my introduction into James Gunn. Uh, I think that uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it more very soon, so we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Step off. That's what I'm You're saying. You telling me to step off? Yeah. Get off my planet. Okay. Are we doing number three? Is it my turn? Yeah. This is number three. Yes. All right. This one's already been mentioned, so I won't belabor it and go too long. Um, It is a perfect film. 
by Guillermo del Toro, and it was on your list. Jake, The Shape mm-hmm. of Water. You know, cool. I weirdly have a crush on that girl from that movie. Yeah. Oh, Why did weird, that? though? I Sally mean- Hawkins. It doesn't have to be weird. Like, what is that? That's disparaging to her to well, say I just you normally have a weird date crush date somebody who's a custodian. Uh, I want someone who's like into different species Um, she is such a treasure and her character in this movie her friendship with I can't remember the actor's name the guy who likes to go and get the pie who's the artist you said his name earlier what's his fucking name Richard Jenkins Richard Jenkins Richard Jenkins yep Cabin in the Woods oh I love him Step Brothers it's a great movie Step Brothers oh Step Brothers was gonna be on my like honorable mentions but it was 2009 I think so off the list it's a gorgeous film. Take that, uh, 2009. The Shape of Water. I was obsessed with The Little Mermaid. That was my favorite Disney movie. And I feel like this has some of those elements of like the tragedy and like, but it's like reverse mm-hmm. and it's like fixed and like it makes it, it's just, it's just a really great story. I love that she sees the humanity and can connect with uh, a, a creature like that. And um, it's, it, there's a like a dance sequence so, and a musical number. And- it's not on my top ten. It is a great movie, and I did mm-hmm. enjoy it a lot. Um, the thing that strikes me about that movie, it is visually stunning. Like the yeah. the yeah. set decoration and the cinematography is so. The- theater that they live above and when the water fills up and shoots out the door and like first of all like i would love to live in her apartment um it's it's very i would love to fill my entire bathroom with water and swim i don't know why they haven't released like a potpourri or a bath bomb that is inspired by the shape of water or an egg timer or a set of other things that you're obsessed with this egg timer (laughs) yeah it's just, it's cool. I feel like the marketing should have been a little better. For the Shape marketing. Get your <laughs> shape. Come one. on, Guillermo. You no. time to time. wind time. that clock and we're not going there. No. Jake. Nah, dude. It's a great movie. Also, yeah, the villain was super duper fucking scary where he rips his fingers off and like just the way that that's a really cool metaphor. And uh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's also pro-femme and smart and, and pro-human love and love for everybody. But he's not playing con, so. No. <laughs> Remember that when Michael Shannon was definitely 100% playing Khan in the second oh, oh, uh, okay. Star Trek and like yeah. he kept saying no he's not and then he told like uh, anyways. Nah. All right, Jay. <laughs> Fuck it. You're up number, <laughs> number three. three. Number three. Number three is a movie that I actually it was released and I saw on my birthday. Mm. Um, I think it was it, it was at this point a couple years ago, but Annihilation. Nice. Oh, yeah. um, so this movie mention. is insane. This movie is fucking it's insane. Like there's weird shit going on in this movie. Um, it is, I think, probably out of all of the films on my list, it's probably the prettiest. You know, it's it's there's some really like horrifyingly beautiful images happening in this movie. Um, the the animal life and the plant life is just it's like. It's it, it almost feels like uh, like Oz or something. It's like everything is weird looking and beautiful. But also, if you get too close to it, it will kill you. Also, in the sound design ways. sitting in the theater and watching this movie, the last 15 minutes between it, it, it was the, that music that it was, was so yeah, yeah. dude, it's, it's insane. And also, this movie has like um Besides Hereditary, which was, you know, a a horror film, this movie, I wouldn't call it a horror film. You know, it's like a weird sci-fi, but it has 
one of the scariest moments, like surprising moments out of any movie I've ever seen when when the bear shows up. I didn't like that. And it like as you were just saying, Craig, the sound that the noise that that bear made as it's like sounding like the woman that it just killed saying help me was the roar of the bear. It's terrifying. It is just like that whole scene. I remember being like in the theater, just like kind of with my hands on my (laughs) face, like what the fuck is happening? Yeah. That's cool. Horrifying. Like it's like when you heard Raphael say damn that one time. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Uh, like, and when whenever Oscar Isaac is like cutting that guy's stomach open and the music that's playing is just, it's such an eerie atmosphere. The entire film, it's fucking bonkers and it's beautiful. And it's my number three. There you go. That that's a cool movie. Um, I gotta revisit it. I kind of want to watch it like mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's on, it's, on, it's on the voodoo if you want to watch it. Hey, nice. Natalie Portman's great in that movie. Yeah, dude. She's great. So, yeah, it's yeah. a cool team. Forever of... my queen, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my lady. I'd rather be dreaming about Padme. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so. Padme dying in a dream, and now I'm bad. Oh, <laughs> that. And I hate Sam. <laughs> this is a different podcast. Yeah. This is a different We're episode. We're being too positive today. Dude, I've had bad dreams, but I've never. Yeah, but have you ever turned me evil because of them? Like, decided to kill, kill a child children? No. No. It just, no. I made better health decisions. Also, I love the Mandalorian. Like, the sand people, they just, just, just talk to them. Just yeah. talk to them. Yeah, just yeah. Talk two seconds. I love No one ever people. tried. Speaking to them. Hey, Anakin, before you killed all those children, did you try talking? <laughs> I Probably floated not. a pair. I was <laughs> going to make the pairs float. So, all right. What number? Three, go. Dude, Anakin fruit salad. Continue. Uh, the Force Awakens is okay. my number three. Two Star Wars movies on your list. All right. Okay. Somebody I'm, I'm must into that. Like I'm a basic Star little Wars. bitch. I like it. Uh, yeah. You got to stay Craig Strong. It put the Force Awakens on your list. Uh, I yeah, love I, it. I know. I love it. I I think it's like I can't say anything more than Jake said earlier. Other than it was the perfect way to reintroduce Star Wars. It introduced us to incredible new characters. Uh, Finn and Poe. Uh, I love them in this movie. Unfortunately, they didn't pan out the way maybe they could have. Although I do think they're redeemed a good amount in uh, Rise of Skywalker. But Ray and uh, Kylo Ren, awesome, awesome, awesome. And obviously the return of Han Solo, Harrison Ford, uh, with uh, just really an incredible performance. And uh, there's not much more that I could say other than I love The Force Awakens. And it is my second favorite Star Wars movie behind Return of the Jedi. Boom. Cool. All right. Put like that, that in your... Pipe and smoke it. That. Or whatever you do. I was trying, I was going to make it a Star Wars thing, and I didn't. I Put that in your little cup that Baby Yoda's got and drink it. The soup. <laughs> the broth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Put all it in right. your cup and drink do it. Do that. Hey, yeah. do all of that. Yeah. All yeah. right, number two. Here we go. Top two. I'm <laughs> very excited. I'm having the stress of, like, I want to switch my top two now, but <laughs> no, I'm going to stay true. <clears throat> It's my turn. Yeah. Do it. Do All it. right. Oh, my God. All right. This is a movie that I have been hooked on since I saw it in the movie theater four times. 
Uh-huh. Four times? Four times. That's more than three. I cried every time. Uh, it was a pivotal movie at a pivotal moment in my life. It was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, and uh, it was my first James Gunn film that I'd ever seen. Wow, sounds like something I said once. I, yeah, I'm getting so annoyed because you guys have already said my top two. It's like, what? You know what? I'm still going to say it. Um, <laughs> I got to see James Gunn and Sean Gunn the same year that that movie came out at Dragon Con. It was really special. I got to take a picture with Sean Gunn and be like second to front row while James Gunn was talking. And it was really cool to be in the room full of people because it was like a phenomenon when that movie came out. Um, It was like... I saw people on social media that I was just becoming friends with that were going and seeing it second, third time, fourth time, still crying. And it was like a, a really cool experience and like connection between myself and a lot of friends that I've made through that movie. And I, you know what I loved about it. Remember when they first announced Guardians and everybody was just like, oh, this is probably going to be the first. It's MCU got a movie. tree in it. It's got uh, yeah. Parks and Rec guy in it. It's and like, then it was just like, oh, this is <clears> the best. Yeah, it's the absolute. Yeah. Yeah, it it starts right off with like the tragedy of uh, little Peter Quill watching his mother die. And I I remember watching that in the movie theater and like crying and being really surprised by the fact that I was crying, that a comic book movie was making me cry. And um, and then seeing Star-Lord come on screen with the. uh, It's pronounced Star Wars. Stop. With the music, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it it's just from beginning to end. Um, it's a story about friendship and misfits, and um, yeah, making your own family out of the people that you really love and care about, and the measures and lengths that you would go to to save and help those people. And I love Drax, and I love Rocket. Those are probably my two favorite characters of any movie in the last ten years. Um, and yeah, it just, the movie blew me away and helped me when I needed it. And it was my first stress on Yes, Have Some, um, me trying out for the volume two, like I sort of sent a picture in and I was very stressed. <laughs> trying out. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I, re- I, I remember that. Applied. What is it? What do cool. you call that? Be like the rest Wanted of the to be an extra. Ghostbusters be yeah. an extra. The rest of Atlanta, Georgia, be an extra <laughs> in Marvel movie. So yeah, that's it. That's it for me. I think it's the best soundtrack and the most that's why I'm stressed. It's not my number one. I feel like it might. I was about to say this is more. your number two. <sighs> no, no takes backs. No takes backs. Double step. It might really be. My, I think it's my actual number one. You know, it can't be. You, are, it's, right, you just it. said it's your number two. It's, you already did. Okay, it. it's number two because my number one pulled me into a franchise. Oh, <gasps> I did not know you liked Deadpool. Oh, that was uh, in my honorable mentions. Right. And Deadpool two. Jake, those are both good movies. Um, my hey, number two. How come what? we haven't talked about Babu Frick at all today? Babu, I love him. I tried this already. <laughs> I tried. There, that's pretty good. Hey, hey. That's pretty that's good. Thing. I really, I actually practiced. I could do it better when I was sick. When I had like a deeper register. What's the, so oh, yeah. the movie made you sick, but it also granted you better The ability to talk like Babu Frick, yeah. Who was yeah. also voiced by the same person who did Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Okay. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Hi, Jake. Number two. Um, my number two is um, it's Django Unchained. Um, Django! Uh, part of me, part of uh, me didn't want to do two Quentin Tarantino movies at first, but I was like, you know what? He literally makes the best movies Every every movie, every year that there's a Quentin Tarantino movie, that's usually the best movie of that year. You know what I mean? Like he makes the best fucking movies. And and it was it was almost hard for me. I, I couldn't tell where I wanted to place Django versus Hateful Eight because I love them both. They're both really great. But there's something about Django that I feel like is a little more uh, 
it's a little more fun, you know, when it's like a when it's like a revenge movie and, you know, you're just seeing piece of shit after piece of shit get what they deserve. Oh, is I like, love that. It just feels it. Django, like the whole time you're watching it, you're just like, yes, yes, yes. You know, like when you're watching Hateful Eight, there's a little bit of that yes in there, but it's also like my favorite character might die. You know, or like <laughs> what is what is going to happen here? And like, oh, cool. My favorite character died first. Cool. Awesome. You know, whatever. You know, so um, Django's great. It's like most Quentin Tarantino movies. I think it's probably a perfect film. It's, it's fucking good, man. Django is great. Um, number two, great. number two Respect. of the decade. Woo! Change Fox. Uh, Saw it on Christmas. Released on Christmas. My number two is a little movie. Yeah, called The Hateful Eight. Uh, we've already talked about it. Hey! We've already covered hey! it. Um, Hateful Eight fucking rules. It's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. I love it. I love every actor in it. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I love Walt Goggins, and I love fucking Kurt Russell. He is incredible. From the first time he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, Kurt Russell's awesome in this movie. <laughs> yeah. like, Kurt Russell's always awesome. I even consider yeah. putting, like, he's awesome in Guardians 2. He's obviously great in everything he's done. He's great, even in that dumb fucking Santa Claus movie, which isn't yeah. very good. Kurt Russell's still really good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love The Hateful Eight. The snowy setting, the, the, claustrophobic nature of these people being stuck in a cabin, not knowing who to trust. Uh, and just the long monologues. It, it feels like you're watching a stage play. Mm-hmm. Only Quentin Tarantino could get away with making this movie and making it so incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love it. I love that. Like the first 40 minutes, you're just in a wagon listening to people talk. <laughs> and, and the craziest thing about that is, I think it literally is like 40 minutes and it feels like five. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love Obi, the guy who just drives the damn. Obi. Obi. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it all. And I think yep. that uh, I think that I'm going to continue watching it tonight. I do have the Jason Edmondson Hateful Eight print on my wall. And? And I do have all of the NECA Hateful <laughs> Eight action figures. And today in a Facebook group, somebody was selling the Django figures, which are very Ooh, rare. Controversial. Yeah. Very controversial. Remember they took those out of stores? Quick. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. I. You know what? I get it. I kind of get it. It's like <laughs> they're selling. You You kind of get it, but also like you're probably going to buy them at some point. Oh, no. I'm getting them. Yeah. I'm getting <laughs> them toys. Things uh, that are rare you want. I just, just don't, want. Hey, just make sure you, you know what? Buy them, but just make sure you don't buy them on eBay. Don't bid for them. Just yeah. buy them. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say something about Yeah. We should. eBay. Can I, can real talk. Time Facebook. Stamp. Put it up. No, there's no timestamp. No timestamp. Uh, uh, this guy was selling them on Facebook because eBay wouldn't let them uh, be sold. Mm. They're banned yeah. from eBay. Yeah. Uh, it's because uh, they're you're you're depicting people. Yeah. It's rough. Know, yeah. It's, it's rough. But, yeah. um, but the reason I like Django, even though we're talking about Hateful Eight, is because what Jake was saying, all these absolute pieces of fucking garbage get yeah. what's coming to them. And yeah. it's fucking great. Um, but anyways, uh, Channing Tatum, also great. And uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Jennifer Jason Lee. So awesome. She's so, she so, fucking steals the movie. I love her. Yeah. She's, she's so great. messy and dirty. Oh, she's dirty. I love her. And Kurt Russell just. Kurt oh, Russell's fucking great. amazing. He's love great. Hateful Eight. It's great. Put the right. coffee on. Whew. And I like saying the word haberdashery a lot. Haberdashery. haberdashery. Oh, I get it. That was a joke. <laughs> Craig once went to a hair salon called the Hairberdasher. I did. 
<laughs> Did you go there just because? That's it's what in it Hateville. Called? No, I think it was. <laughs> it was in hate, she, I, that was the hate. You could walk there. Oh. Did you go in and then immediately get annoyed that nobody was yelling at you to board the door up? Hey, right, exactly. <laughs> also, Bruce, Bruce Dern is so good in that movie. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody. Oh, oh he's so good. Quentin Tarantino. I get it. But you know what? The one thing that movie does not have that I really feel is important and the one leg up Django does have is it has uh, Django has uh, I can't think of his name. The incredible actor Samuel? Christoph. Okay. Waltz. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christoph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. All right, here we go. Number one. It's number time. one, Abby. I, 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 I feel like you know what it is because I, I haven't what, said it yet. I feel like I don't, and I don't know what Craig's is either. Which is, I feel like I feel like you guys absolutely know what mine is. I but think Abby, I know what, what is it. I think I know what Craig's is, and I hate it. But mine is <laughs> mine is one that you guys both said. The oh. Force Awakens. Oh, okay. it's my number one because I saw it four times. <laughs> I, I cried every time. I've watched it countless times you since. Did, you saw it four times in the movie theater. Yeah, and the mother, and then I saw it four times. I saw it four times. Yeah, buddy. It grew my Star Wars. I saw it four times in the mother. It grew my Star Wars obsession and brought me into the fold, and that's something really special. I. I think that it's the best movie that has come out in the last 10 years. I think that it's impact on me and on movie making and just human beings in general. It's a, it's a huge deal. I think that Ray is the best character to be introduced in the last 10 years. Um, and I think that her relationship with Finn and Finn's relationship with Poe and the three of them, it's, it's what I care about most the story that I'm, that I'm thinking about and have invested the most time in. And I was pissed off by the last Jedi, even though I liked half of it. Um, this movie is what made the, the whole thing aggravating for me because I loved the force awakens so much and seeing like you've all said, Harrison Ford come back and Carrie Fisher come back and, uh, it, it was extremely special. It's a, I'll never, it's my, the sitting there and watching the crawl and seeing Star Wars pop up on the screen. When I saw the force awakens, I was sitting next to a guy wearing a Darth Maul costume. Um, and I remember <laughs> I was like, this is so was special. I wearing a Darth Maul costume? No, I, but the guy, he was, he had to take his mask off and he was bitching about it. He's like, yeah, we wanted to wear this, but couldn't. And I was just like, Cool. I ignored him. Who's wearing Darth Maul shit to Force Awakens? Yeah, who would have like a Darth Maul jacket? Or God, um, I think that the Force Awakens is the best movie. And like what I like what I was saying is was a moment to see Star Wars in a way that like I felt like people who saw it in theaters originally back in the seventies, I felt like that was my little slice of that moment to be like, this is special. This is new. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm having a panic attack. I love it. I got to go back and see it and. Yeah, uh, Daisy Ridley's performance and her as a person and um, just all the energy. And BB-8, um, I fucking loved BB-8, still do. And I think it was a home run movie. And I I agree with you guys because y'all had it on your list. And it's just number one for me. I have to say, I think I've probably, oh, fuck, I don't know if I've seen that or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 more. I don't, they're, they're, they're just right up neck and neck is what I'll say. I cherish and love both of those films, and I think The Force Awakens edges out just a little bit. There you go. Love J.J. Abrams, yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right, Jake, cool. number one. Uh, my number one, I think everybody listening to the show probably knows what it is because I, I I talk about it constantly, but it's Whiplash. I think Whiplash is the best movie, and not just – some of the movies on this list uh, 
I think maybe might be my favorite movies. And maybe I don't think they're really like the best movies of the t- whiplash, I think is the best movie to come out in the last 10 years that I've seen. Um, it's so like, it's so heavy. And it's like, it's such a visceral movie for what it's about. It's just about like a dude playing drums, just playing <laughs> jazz on a snare drum. Um, but just like the way the, the, the way that those two characters are written and he's so like, he's so into being good at the drums that he is like willing to basically ruin the rest of his life and just let everything fall apart and almost kill himself at some point. And, uh, the, the character of Fletcher played by, um, uh, Oh my God. Uh, you know, the guy who's going to be in Ghostbusters afterlife. Is uh, he? He's JK not Simmons. JK. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. JK Simmons is amazing in this movie. Like, that role is perfect for him. It, and I, I really like the show Oz. And it's like it's kind of uh, the sim- the characters are a little similar. He's great in it. He's terrifying. And he just like it's such a weird story of him pushing this kid because he knows that he knows that this kid has it in him to, you know, be this great drummer. And it's such a weird subject to have that kind of seriousness over it. Um, It's just. I love it. I love Whiplash so much. It's just good. So, have you seen it? <laughs> oh, the uh, constant debate. I didn't even. See I kind it. of fucked up because I definitely had this in all my preliminary lists. It was. It's probably going to enter back into my top ten, and I'll probably have to replace maybe Spotlight or something. Uh, yeah. But anyways, I, I agree. Uh, Whiplash is is incredible, and as I'm obsessed with it, it's I don't know, and like it's hard to even put it in words what it is, but it's just like such a, it's such a serious and almost uh, I don't want to say it's scary. It's not not scary in the way but there's that tension. people use the word scary. But the, yeah, the tension is insane, mm-hmm. and the last uh, you know ten minutes when they finally do the like when he you know he tries to hum, uh, humiliate. Um, Miles Teller's character and then he was like fuck that and he comes back out on stage and he and then it's just like 10 minutes of just them playing the music yeah. and there's no you know there's no dialogue it's just him on the drums and him conducting and they have this like back and forth just through looks and just like it's it's just so intense and the way that it ends with them both like the movie just cuts the black on both of them looking at each other and smiling because they know that they just, they know that they, you know, he knows that he brought him to that point where he's the best drummer he can be. And they, and you can see that even though they hate each other, they have like a respect for each other at this point. Yeah. And I think, you know what I really love about that movie is, uh, what we talked about just a second ago, which is the the tension, right? There's yeah. an unbelievable amount of tension that builds throughout that movie. And you kind of don't know – you don't really know how it's going to go because it doesn't really fit the mold of like any other movie that you've ever seen. Because yeah. when, when the movie first starts, you kind of think like, oh, he's well, – the first time I saw the movie, I thought it was going to be along the lines of – Oh, he's trying to become an excellent drummer, but he just can't cut it. But that's not really yeah. that's not really the plot at all. Um, no. He's put into a position to like either succeed or fail, and then is uh, he's being pushed 
to a limit that like no human being should be pushed to and then humiliated at the same process. Right. So you feel a ton of like empathy for this guy. Right. Um, but he also wants to be there and he wants to like, you know, he, he constantly is trying to put, he's, he never really backs down from it and just kind of pushes through it no matter what it does to his life. Even to the point where he's like, I can't have a girlfriend. I can't have a life. This is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like the drive of the human spirit or dedication and all yeah. that kind of shit. It's kind of. J.K. Yeah. Simmons is fucking. He's very just, interesting. He's incredible. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. he He's incredible in everything. But like just specifically this, like it's weird. Uh, a friend of mine posted a, a thing about they wanted to get a list of actors that people thought were underrated actors. And like. J.K. Simmons is in this movie. This movie did pretty well, and, I, and he won He won something for it. I can't remember what, which exact award he I won. I think he might have won Best Supporting Actor. I think he did. And, and, you know, he's a major role in this film. But then, like, when you look at every other role that J.K. Simmons has, they're, they're mainly supporting roles. So it's right, like, right. He's a great look actor. how amazing he is in mm-hmm. this. He's a great actor. He's a very good yeah. actor. Um, all right, so my number one movie of Let's the decade. Are it. you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. My so ready. number one movie of the last 10 years, and this should not be too big of a surprise to anybody who listens to Yes, Have Some Podcast, is Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. Joker's not even on your list. No. Dude, I was so ready to disrespect you. But <laughs> I. That's cool. I get it. I get it. It I makes sense. I was wondering earlier when you were like, you're number one. I'm gonna hate your number one. Don't no, even I like get me it. Started, I get it. The last time I checked, you liked Joker, so I didn't hate it. You I just liked it. It was. I liked it. It was all right. Continue, Gone Girl. Respect. <laughs> we don't need to hear my thoughts on Joker. Um, David Fincher's one of my favorite directors. Ben Affleck's one of my favorite actors. I've never read the book. I don't know if I ever will because I, whatever. Um, I absolutely love. Gone Girl. I love the way that the story is executed. I love the way it's told. It's dark and funny. Ben Affleck is such an idiot. Like the whole movie, like everything he does, you're like, God, you're dumb. No wonder she's doing all this insane shit. And I'm not even going to spoil it because if you've never seen it, just go out of your way to watch it. I really, really believe in Gone Girl. Mm -hmm. I like, it's like, uh, I don't know what it is. I just, I think it's, uh, it's just, you know, everything from the score uh, to the way it's filmed, to the dialogue, to uh, Carrie Coon, who plays Ben Affleck's sister, uh, who uh, kind of calls him on his shit, like repeatedly through the movie. It kind of acts as the audience. I love when there's a character mm-hmm. who basically tells the main character what you're thinking because you're like, yeah. God, thank God. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, quit being a <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your wife is missing. Quit sleeping with this 19 year old dumb idiot girl. <laughs> you idiot. And I really do love Ben Affleck. And uh, yeah, that's it. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I watch it a lot, probably more than I should. I, if I'm in a good mood, I'm like, well, I'm putting on Gone Girl. If you're in a bad mood, Gone Girl. <laughs> Which is weird, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It seems like a weird, it's just a weird movie to. It's a very moody be like, movie. I'm in, the, I'm in the mood to watch Gone Girl. It's very, <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, what I love about it, I have so much respect for a movie when even though if you know the twists, it doesn't like take away the enjoyment. Yeah. Um, Would you say this is your favorite Tyler Perry movie? By 
a thousand miles. No, Although the weird thing about Tyler Perry is anytime I see Tyler Perry in a not Tyler Perry movie, it's almost like Adam Sandler. When you get him out of his little thing, yeah. it's like, oh, Adam Sandler's great cool. as long as he's, he's not fine, in control. Yeah. Nah, I'm fine. Uh, Tyler Perry's Just awesome. Don't let him do a voice. Tyler mm-hmm. Perry is great in this movie. And uh, also Neil Patrick Harris is really fucking cool in this movie. So I love it. I won't go any further other than saying welcome to Gone Girl Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We did it. Nice. We did Top it. Top 10. Top 10. We did it. Are we going to do honorable mentions? Yeah. If you, go I, for it. I, I Just name some. Yeah. I can name there? a couple other movies. that. I got, were, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I have my, the ones that I eliminated from the original list. I'll go real quick. I had Get Out on there. I had Annihilation on there. La La Land. I had Logan. Um, Rise of Skywalker was a contender. A uh, Green Room, which Jake, you showed us that movie, and I really enjoyed That's that. That's a great movie. Yeah. yeah, and I remembered it was like one of those. There was there was at a time where I was considering that somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I put – Yeah. You got the, more? Deadpool, Jurassic World was a couple thoughts, and then my – Shout outs would go to Yoga Hosers, It Chapter One, Deadpool Two, Popstar, Thor Ragnarok, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, I put it on my and I say it is one I just it's one movie. I, yeah. I put that kind of as a as an honorable mention. Um Cabin in the Woods, I think, is a really funny, funny um, weird, wild take on, you know, horror films and everybody in that is great. Um, what we do in the shadows was really funny. Uh, Spiria Midsummer, I bought, I thought was pretty great. I also put like, you know, Godzilla 2014 and Kong Skull Island were both like really fun. And they were, they were important to me, even though, uh, I know they're not like the best movies. Uh, they were still really enjoyable to you. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Craig, you got any, uh, yeah. Um, gone girl, gone girl, gone girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Um, uh, movies that were in consideration for me were uh, here we go. I got my list right here. Uh, Whiplash, obviously. Uh, Inception, Joker, uh, The Muppets, the Jason Segel Muppets. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, we all watched that movie recently. It felt good. Uh, Bridesmaids. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. A Star Is Born, Silver Linings Playbook, The Town, uh, all the John Wick movies, uh, Pop Star, Hereditary, Logan, MacGruber. Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is the uh, documentary on uh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, I haven't seen the the Tom Hanks uh, movie. Wait, mm-hmm. or is that Won't You Be My Neighbor? Whichever that's, one the, doc- the documentary. I think that's one. Won't You Be okay. yeah. I, I know I'm going to love it. I put movies I haven't seen on there. <laughs> uh, the, movie wasn't, the movie wasn't great. Uh, I'm sure it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. Uh, and then I also had Irishman. Um all right, get out of here. I, don't I love that. I you it was so idiots. Three separate nights. I it think gets it took us fucking nominated for that everything. Sucks. That doesn't mean anything. Though. Yes, it does. No, to me it does. That movie sucks. Robert De Niro's weird eyes. Oh. I like. I like being able to see Craig get annoyed. Yeah, we're not going to step <laughs> on Gone Girl. Um, Gone Girl's a great movie. I think uh, on uh, yeah, uh, worst movies. Yeah, I got some. I didn't even make Aquaman. my worst movie. Oh yeah, Aquaman. Aquaman. I think is the worst movie I saw. Yeah, it's my number four. I'm not usually um, into disparaging art, but fuck. I it. didn't make like a well. Hey, Aquaman is not art. Every <laughs> movie that's made. No, listen. Every movie that's not made is not 
just because someone makes a movie, that's not art. It's just not, not. like, that's not not art. Um, (laughs) Aquaman sucks. New shirt. New shirt for the It's not art. Aquaman is not art. I love that. I I didn't actually make a list of worst movies, but, like, just disappointing. I would say um, um, Fox's uh, use of, like, their Marvel movies, like the X-Men movies that that had come out were just very disappointing as a whole, except Logan, you know, but – um, that's just like a, a big bummer that there's been so many bad X-Men movies and, yeah. and that precedes this decade, but what else? Bad movies? <laughs> Abby, you have, how about I do my top six, your top six in reverse bummer? order. Do it. Number, do it, do it. number six, alien covenant movie blue. It was bad. Yeah. Number yeah. five solo. I have a special level of contempt for that movie. That's didn't enjoy one. it. Yeah. I figured it was just <laughs> unnecessary. I I'm a pilot. Old and airy. pilot. Oh, you're a pilot? Oh, are you? Is it because you say, say that? Are you a pilot? Say it again. Don't guess. care about the love story or the coaxium <sighs> or any of that bullshit. Yeah, just let's just keep going. I didn't even it. like the Chewbacca origin story. It wasn't even, it, it was like this, none of this feels good. Uh, number four for me is Aquaman. Same reasons. It was total bullshit. Number three, Suicide Squad. That was a painful viewing. It was very <laughs> long. It was a lot of character introductions and fuck that movie. I'm excited for James Gunn's uh, take on it. And number two, Wonder Woman. Just in general. I'm starting to see a theme Yeah, here. a lot of DC stuff. I wanted to like Wonder Woman. I went into it thinking like, hey, I'm, this one could be better. Is number one, cool. But is number one a Sony film? Yes. <laughs> number one is answer the call baby because that's just fucking it, we don't have to talk about answer the call we've already had yeah, like 180 episodes it. talking about it so yeah. we don't need um it. i made a uh did you, did you have any more craig no that's it for me no, no i mean um, i agree with all that i don't think wonder woman was as big terminator of a, bu- a bummer for me uh dark fates probably dark uh, Fate. and genesis and whatever and Gen- and whatever mm-hmm. every Terminator, Terminator movie that's come out, any Terminator movie. Hey, let's just hey, let's be safe and just say any movie involving James Cameron in the last decade <laughs> is a piece yeah. of shit. I saw the concept art for Avatar two. Somebody, uh, somebody, does it look exactly like Avatar one? It somehow looks worse. Somebody on Twitter was like, "Oh, cool! This looks like really good 2002 uh, high powered Windows machine." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Why do they? Why do directors have to become so obsessed with groundbreaking stuff and technology? Um, George Lucas. I did James a little King. bit of research, and it looks like uh, there were. Technically, 12 Stephen King movies that came out in the decade. I, uh, for the sake of this list and because it it is two films, but it's one story, it's we're going to count it as one movie here. Um, I did a top nine because two of these movies I have not seen. Um, the two I have not seen are Cell and Mercy, which I looked it up and it says it's loosely based on a short story. But this uh, I ranked the rest of them one through nine. Uh, I will start at number nine to number one. Um, did you guys do a did? I don't know if you guys did this or not, or if we're just going to talk about. It. No, but I want you to do it. Number nine, uh, a good marriage. You probably never heard of it because it sucks. Oh, um, oh, is that the one with Kylo Ren and uh, Black Widow? <laughs> I, I do want to give a major. I know we're not. Uh, marriage Story is one of my favorite movies of the year. I just want to put that out there. Uh, I think it's awesome. I yeah. cared a lot more. I was surprised by how much I cared. So yeah, by that about that movie. Okay, yeah, cool. Keep going. 
Sorry about that. Uh, number eight, The Dark Tower. Hmm. Okay. Um, mm. Number seven, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, numbers, yeah, the remake. Number six, In the Tall Grass. Number five, 1922. Number four, Pet Cemetery. Number three is Gerald's Game, which I rewatched um, a couple nights ago. That movie is very underrated. That yeah. is an amazing gross that movie is good um number two is dr sleep and number one is it and uh part of me feels like dr sleep might be uh a little more like watching it versus dr sleep dr sleep feels a little more like a a serious film but to me it is just more of an emotional thing because I love the book so much. And it's such a big scope of a film that they, they did so much weird shit. It was such a feat that it had to be number one for me. Um, I, uh, thank you, Jake. Yeah. Thank, thank you. For you for that. I just thought that would be fun. You're I, liked I it. wanted, you know, you mentioned Mike Flanagan. You did. You don't know that you did, but you did. Yeah, but I did. Yeah. Um, it's not a movie. But uh, Haunting of Hill House was one of my favorite pieces of uh, media over the last decade. It was great. It was very, very – one of the best shows I've seen. One of the best shows. It felt like a Stephen King book, Um, novel. And I wanted to give that a shout-out. Big old shout-out. This is just – this is the most positive you're going to see us in a long time. No, this is going to be a good year. Lots of positivity (laughs) coming this year. I got a good feeling about 2020. Um. Did you make a list? I have a list of my 10 favorite YHS moments of the last year. Okay. Yeah. If well, let's end on here. that. All right, cool. Yeah, sure. 2020 vision. So I just had to say that. Number 10 moment uh, for me, oh, yes, have some related, was Ryan Dole trying to order me a tea kettle in Orlando. <laughs> yes, that was very good. I don't have to go into it. Just it was really fun. I wasn't feeling well, and Ryan tried to get me a tea kettle. They don't have those at, at the Embassy Suites in Orlando. Um, or at any hotel. Or anywhere that's not Canada. <laughs> but <laughs> I love Ryan. Number nine, uh, watching Jake Barge in Little Tokyo in L.A. at the on Godzilla merch. I have a video of that I've never released. Yeah, it was unreleased content. It was so great. Yeah, we got to put it up because we watched the chase. We saw it when it wasn't there. We came back. We got your stuff. Is that where Jake looks at the camera and goes, this is going on the credit card? Yeah. 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 It's a I love it. It's a great moment. Number nine. Number eight, meeting Harley Quinn Smith at a speakeasy in L.A. after watching her band The 10th Play, which was an impromptu thing that we did. It felt very bizarre and surreal to be there and very exciting. And I'd like to do more things like that next this year in 2020. Um, yeah, I love Harley Quinn Smith. I love Kevin Smith, her band. We listened to the music together, like the day of the show when we decided to go and it was really special and she's a really cool person. So number eight is that number seven, exploring South Pasadena film locations on foot with you guys as a family. When we went and saw the nightmare on Elm street house Mm -hmm. and the back to the future spot and, uh, Laurie Strode's house, it was really special and cool to like walk around in the cool morning of, uh, South Pasadena. It was really beautiful. And seeing those spots was something I'll never forget. We saw the Pee Wee Herman uh, house too. That was really neat. Uh, number six, that car ride with Jakey and Hal at the stoplight by the bridge, <laughs> which I can't say anything about, but you guys know what happened. Oh, I know. We all know. We'll, that's bonus content. That is just for like three people. All right, number five, uh, the Linda Blair rematch in video that we made for YouTube. 
um, and me yelling, come on, Jake, this is your chance. That was my favorite moment. Um, that was number, number five and, uh, number four <laughs> dancing while Ray Parker Jr. Played Ghostbusters on the Sony lot at FanFest for 30 minutes straight. for 30, 30 minutes <laughs> with Chris and Troy and like uh, all of our friends. It was very special. I'll never forget that. Uh, number three, uh, getting yelled at by Walmart employees uh, for being disruptive while we were filming our Dr. Pepper video. It was really fun. I remember we busted out of a bunch of like paper towel rolls and got you yelled did. at. Yeah, yeah it was, that didn't make the <laughs> video or the commercial even, but it was a lot of fun. Um, number two, touring Ghost Corps and getting the keys to the Ecto. Thank you, yep. Eric. It was like, you all agree. That was probably like my actual number one. Um it was very special. <laughs> Abby, every list Abby does when she gets to number two, this is like, this is actually number one. It's like how on every season of every show, the second to last episode is actually the best one, not yeah. the last one. Mm-hmm. Right. Number one moment, watching Craig dump cookies on Jake's face at my parents' house while filming for Candy <laughs> Drive. God, this is the most like self-congratulate, like jack-off. Yeah, sure, jack whatever. Off. Here's I don't care. Those are my favorite. Those are all YHS related moments when the three of us were together great. in the last year. And it was Thank very you special. That. You're welcome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That was good. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for everyone. Yeah. being a part of that. Um, hey, heartfelt thank you to everybody who's uh, with us here. I guess I have some podcasts. Thank you so much for uh, being subscribers, for interacting with us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, YouTube. Uh, we just, you know, we love it. We, we have so much fun doing this. We couldn't do this without our listeners. So, uh, we have a lot of really cool stuff planned for 2020. We're very excited. If you do enjoy what you, uh, hear on Yes Have Some, please make sure that you're subscribing on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're finding us, uh, whatever you're doing right now, Find the subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, it's smash. It's like here. It's right in there. And uh, listen, we have a really awesome Patreon community as well, where we do bonus episodes every month. If you would like to learn more about that, if you would like to contribute to what we do here and help us out with a couple bucks a month for $5 a month, you give $5 down and then $5 a month, you get complete access to our entire archive of bonus episodes. We've got some really fun ones that we're going to be doing here in the next couple of weeks. We just put up our Sears Wish Book 1990 where we covered all the stuff that we wanted to buy in 1990, but our parents wouldn't get it for us because they're terrible people. Uh, we absolutely we love podcast. our Patreon community. So if you want to learn more about that, head over to patreon.com slash yes, have some and sign up. If that is something that you could do, we would very much appreciate it because, uh, what are you looking at? Go I down. I know. I was looking at that too. It's in group therapy. Somebody, there's a new, Six uh, minutes ago. There's a new Chucky, a new, uh, fan film. child's play fan film called Charles. Charles. Yeah. Heard Did you see it? I've heard of it, yeah. All right, all right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I guess I'll interrupt Patreon talk for well, that. Well, head on into group therapy if you want to see that trailer. Happy, tell me about group <laughs> therapy. So easy. Log into your Facebook, search for Yes, Have Some Group Therapy. It is a closed group uh, with 700 and growing members. Ask to join, and then either myself, Craig, or Jake will accept you. And uh, we have some very great administrator, monitor people that keep all the memes out. Um, so unless if it's if you make a meme of us, that's probably okay. <laughs> but just like DM somebody, don't post it. Um, we have quality content. We all talk about our collections and things that we talk about on the podcast. Those topics are there for you to talk about in group therapy, and it's a great community, and I love everybody. And we should do the Yes Habsies 
and rate and rank all of our uh, members of group therapy. Yes. Next the top year. 700 members of group therapy. <laughs> top fans. Um, you can be a top fan. So, uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, at YHS Podcast. Find us on there. We post all sorts of pictures of our toys and our collections. And like we did say earlier, we are going to be doing some traveling coming up. Yes, have some podcasts. We'll be attending Toy Fair 2020 in New York City. Travel with us. And uh, if you're going to want to stick to our channels for the latest breaking news Get that plane cast on uh oh, hasbro they're going to yeah. be unveiling all of their new ghostbusters products you all have to sit together in the same row to do a plane cast listen i'm trying to talk right now <laughs> that was one of my least favorite moments of 2019 hasbro is Sitting going with a to stranger. be unveiling all of the new toys i'm just ignoring both of you uh for uh ghostbusters afterlife yeah i don't know if you heard there's a new ghostbusters movie coming out this year we are going to have all of the coverage possible we are going to be breaking it down limb from limb every single frame of that movie is going to be analyzed and reanalyzed that is not happening until july and you can also find us this year for the first time we will be attending san diego comic Con san diego and uh all sorts of stuff in between where we're we're you're there's not going to be any shortage of yes have some uh bothering people all across the country mm-hmm. and i cannot wait so having said all of that before we sign off, Abigail, mm-hmm. do you have a New Year's resolution? To buy more stuff? And exactly. Do everything the exact I same way I've been doing it? Buying these bad boys, Harvey Dent being my first. Uh, I think I maybe. eBay's a weird thing. Sometimes you just get on there, you black out. Next thing you know, you're buying things. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like a medical condition that both you and Jake have. Yeah, we do. It's yeah. like, a, um, yeah. Jake, anything else before we start? Transient amnesia purchases. Um, I think my uh, New Year's resolution is to pay off all my Chronicle payment plans. <laughs> nice. Good luck. <laughs> my New Year's resolution is to buy every Jar Jar that I see in this yeah, anywhere. I like that. Cool. I like I think you should do that. Like, seriously, that and your Watto collection, I think, is really good. Something I, I didn't mention when you were asking us about, you know, when we were talking about toys at the beginning of the show about uh, first of the year toys or whatever. I completely forgot that I did a pre barge. I bought on a Kickstarter. I bought a whole bunch of uh, scientifically accurate Ceratopsian figures like, you know, like Triceratops and yeah. Protoceratops and Styracosaurus, all that. And I bought a lot of them and they're not going to take the money out until like sometime around the end of February. So you had to mm. I had to put a note in my phone saying, make sure you have this amount of money in your bank account, because I was I went a little crazy with it. But uh, nice. pre barge. That was such a heartwarming story. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's that's the best story of 2020 that I've heard. Hey, listen, by the way, last little plug ski before we move on. If you do want to support the podcast in another way, we do have YHS shop, the Yes Have Some shop, where you can buy T-shirts and little handbags and hats and all sorts of stuff. It's handbags? Yet, I don't know. There's something. Is, yeah. Not a handbag. Like a, like a custom. Like a thing. Tote. Yeah, Looking like a tote. tote. Like tote. a tote. That's com. And uh, listen – we do this every week. We put a lot of work into it. Everything costs a little bit of money to run. So that stuff just helps us uh, keep the lights on, as they say. Keeps you looking cool. And you're going to look good. And I knew you guys have some shit. Handbag. And we're going to roll. <laughs> we're going to be rolling out some more merch. Uh, there is a Craig Strong shirt now available. So uh, 
get all that and uh, let people know how strong you are when you're out hunting for toys. <laughs> and when you have a Craig Strong shirt on, there is nothing wrong. You're in the toy aisle. Some kid's looking at some toys that you want. You just push them out of the way. They'll see the shirt. Take them. They know. One of the first things I ever did on this podcast was get Jake to complain about children at Toys R Us. Move. <laughs> Move, kid. Get out my way. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I know you guys don't listen to Lizzo, but she has a song called Boys that I want to do with uh, toys for us. Uh, so I want to do a cover. There you go. Toys. Cool. I know no one knows it, but you're all, you're all going to know it soon. <laughs> for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg saying thank you for joining us for our top 10 of the decade. We will see you next week on Yes, Have Some Podcast. Until then, have a wonderful week, buy some toys, and please stay stressed. Bar chard, peace out. Bye, guys. Cool. We all did our thing. <laughs> <laughs>